State Street isn't becoming a pedestrian mall anytime soon, Phil. At least not all of it. That's right. Madison City Council fell just one vote short of advancing that cause. But there's still hope, especially for the bottom half of Madison's most famous street. We still might be able to put a pedestrian mall there, and who knows if it's successful, it could extend the entire length of State Street someday. We're going to talk about it today with Susan Schmitz, everybody's favorite downtown booster and dynamo, who just happens to be one of three citizen members on the Wisconsin State Journal editorial board. Susan led Downtown Madison, Inc. for 19 years. She sold clothes at Hilldale before that, and her family of shopkeepers goes back generations to the late 1800s. Yep. And that includes the hub. Right. Which was on Capitol Square in fact, Phil. Is it a fun fact? Yes, very fun. And I know this will get your attention. Susan's great uncle once owned a brewery on State Street called Empire Brewery. Now I'm interested. (laughs) (laughs) I had another uncle who owned a boarding house. And then my great-grandfather owned a livery stable. He's the one that started the men's clothing store in 1898 when the cars came. No newspapers, though. No, but, oh, my God, I have great memories of being a kid going to your place down on um, on By the square there. You bet. Well, we're going to talk about downtown, specifically State Street and the dream of a pedestrian mall on today's Center Stage with Milford and Hands, the Wisconsin State Journal's political podcast from the Sensible Center of Wisconsin Politics. I'm Scott Milford. I'm the editorial page editor for the State Journal. That was a mouthful. I'm Phil Hands. (laughs) I'm the editorial cartoonist for the Wisconsin State Journal. And who are you again, Susan? Uh, I, I think I'm Susan Schmitz, and I am honored to be a member of the editorial board as a community member. And we are almost half of the Wisconsin State Journal editorial board. We are technically three-sevenths. Eh, close enough. Susan sent me a picture of her great uncle's brewery on State Street. It was from the Wisconsin Historical Society. Did they make a good IPA back then? (laughs) They had a bunch of horses tied up right in front of the bar. So that was before the city council required underground parking. (laughs) That's right, yeah. And before they cracked down on drinking and riding. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That's good. So, guys, we lost that vote. It was 10 to 9 the other night at the city council. 10 to 9 sounds like we won, but we didn't because we needed 11 votes by the city council to require the city staff to study whether the two big BRT, bus rapid transit stations that are now scheduled to go in the top three blocks of State Street, whether those could be moved off. Moved around the corner about 50 feet or so, so the buses could, in theory, move on Johnson and Gorham in the future at some point. But we didn't get 11 votes for that. Nope. And so at this point, it looks like these faster buses, which the State Journal Editorial Board, and I know Susan as well, as, as a member of the board, has been strongly favoring a better, faster, more efficient bus system. How long you've been advocating for a better, stronger transit system in Madison? Forever. <laughs> I mean, remember all of the discussion about even the transfer points, where they were going to be, and I remember it was really controversial. I was involved at Hilldale at the time. They originally Sogman wanted to put one at Hilldale, and that didn't go, so it went over to Tokay and et cetera, et cetera. Oh, we've been looking at that for Ever. Yeah. Because we've got a downtown that's on an isthmus, for one thing, and plus people need public transportation. As things stand right now, these 60-foot faster buses will go down the top of State Street, 
But the mayor has allowed for the possibility that maybe the bottom three blocks of State Street closer to campus could be a pedestrian mall and that all of the local bus routes from those three blocks could come off it. So that's still an option. They need to be off the square and the street. It's time to make that whole area promenade. And that's been coming for years, years and years. It's a dream of so many people from this community who know about these kind of things and and to see what's happening to downtowns all around the country. And there are places like Austin that's building a mall like we already have. I mean, these people, we already have it. I mean, the way it's set up right now, it's just, it's ripe for that to be a promenade. If you want to call it, some people call it promenade, but just pedestrian space for pedestrians. But specifically on the six. Five and 400 block, which are not going to have bus traffic on right. there. Is the city going to be moving soon to flatten out the curb space and make that more inviting of, of parkland? Or is that not on anybody's radar right now at the city? I mean, I understand the BRT is going to be where it is as long yep. as Satya is in charge of City Hall. But what's the scuttlebutt on the, on the lower three blocks of State Street? I hope so. I'm not sure. I haven't heard anything positive because you are you're absolutely correct. Flatten that out, get rid of those damn curbs, and make it the mall that it really should be. That actually should have been done, and we talked about it back in uh, the early 2000s after the State Street Strategic Plan, and that was done previous to overture opening. And it was talked, uh, we talked about flattening it, getting the curbs off, et cetera. But at that time, the mayor was Mayor Bauman. They were nervous about the million dollars that would come to the city for transportation for the buses going up and down a, a transit street, which we have now found out that the feds don't care. We're going to get the money. They don't care what how it's used as transportation, whether it's pads or bikes or cabs or whatever. We're not going to lose that money. So that's why it's that's why this is this has been coming for a long time. And now one of the barriers that the mayor's always used, and I get that. Is gone. I spoke with Alderman Mike Revere, the downtown alderman, last week. Mm-hmm. This was after the vote. And he thought at a minimum, as soon as next spring, the city could start by just setting up some barrels on those bottom three blocks. The lower blocks, ones? The lower three. Okay. Some, some beautiful orange barrels. <laughs> <laughs> it, wouldn't, but it wouldn't be as cool, but it could get the vibe going, kind of like Streetery did. Yeah, up by right. King and Pinckney Street, and which let, is super popular. Let the businesses yeah. take over the entire uh-huh. 20-foot terrace that exists on those blocks of State yes. Street and let people use the road, the street, as a pedestrian thoroughfare. Or in an emergency uh, fire truck. That's right. I mean, that still needs to be able to go there. Where is State Street at, do you think, right now, Susan, in terms of its health and how it's doing? As we're coming out of this pandemic, I sure hope we are. I got my booster shot yesterday, so that's why we needed Susan's personality here, too, to perk things up. I'm a little dry from that. But assuming we're coming out of the pandemic and this progress continues, where are we at with State Street, just generally in terms of its economic health and popularity? Yeah, go ahead, Because as somebody who's been in Madison for about 15 years now, and I run down State Street on a regular basis, it looks as bad as I've ever seen it in my 15 years. You know, I was counting, I think, three or four empty storefronts mm-hmm. in a row on the 600 Not as block. bad as last year, though, after the rioting and such. No, there's few, there, there are more vacant businesses now than there were in the depths of the rioting. They just they hadn't, been, they hadn't gone vacant yet. I mean, the boards are gone, which is nice, but it looks pretty grim down there right now. Am I wrong? You're not wrong, but you're young. 
(laughs) (laughs) Because State Street has been through ups and downs many, many times since it was first put together by our founders, you know, to connect the university and the capital. And it has had its ups and downs for years because it's always been about users and uses, and that has changed. And um, all you have to do is talk to somebody like a John Hutchinson, who's owned Fontana since the 60s. On um, Right now he's off State Street, mm-hmm. soap opera, et cetera. They said, oh, my God, the 80s were the worst. They were absolutely the worst, and that wasn't too long after the riots, you know. The, mm-hmm. but but that they're the riots, and then there is the urban sprawl, which happened. Are you and talking the, about the, the, the riots the, in the nineteen late sixties and early seventies? The ones where I, I attended and Sogman mm-hmm. attended, and all those. You were part of the problem. Uh-huh. I was part of the problem, <laughs> yes, um, because I was against the Vietnam War, and um, but then. Um, then came urban sprawl, and that was really tough on State Street. And was, a lot of people don't even remember mm-hmm. that because that was the early 70s. I mean, Hilda was was built in the 60s. East Town was born in the, built in – East Town and West Town were both built sometimes in, in the 70s. Mm-hmm. And then things just – retail moved out. So, so then it was, okay, how are people going to use this space? Because they love the space because it's tight and it's a place to gather and mm-hmm. they just like the – feel of it. And so how are we going to use this space? So State Street is constantly recreating itself. So we're going through something again. Um, And then there was the Renaissance around the early 2000s. I mean, and that because Overture came and then people wanted to move downtown and then it started building up again. Now it's showing its age again and we have to reinvigorate it because people want to be there. They like the space, but you got to give them what they are looking for. And they're looking for to be entertained. And they want restaurants and they want coffee shops and they want bars. Sorry, everybody, but they want places to have no, beverages. You don't have to and to they want to sit outside. Well, there was that problem with, <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. with Soglin. And, yep. and they want to hang out on the street mm-hmm. and they want events. They want things to do. I mean, look at that's part of the success of Wisconsin Chamber Orchestra. And then this summer they had that um, that entertainment at the top of State Street on Friday nights. Yeah, My mad God, lit. It was packed. It was yeah. lit. So, so what? It, what is that saying? People want to come downtown. They love the space. Yeah. So let's give them what they want. So we're going through another change. And I think we need to remember that State Street is constantly changing because it is about users and uses. So you got to give people what they want. It is worth noting that the city council will get one more kick at the cat this spring. They do have to sign off on the final plans for BRT, the stations and the routes generally. And there are elections. I mean, that's why people in Madison get to decide the fate of their city, not the state journal editorial board, not even the city council or mayor. It's whoever gets elected next. And there is a city election in 2023. And I suspect this will be an issue in that race. I suspect too. Last election for city council, there were several alders who were not very supportive of State Street, didn't want to give extra money to State Street after they had after they had gone through the rioting mm-hmm. and the and the pandemic. Mm-hmm. And and that became an issue in lots of mm-hmm. lots of local races. And it and and I think a lot in a lot of cases, those alders who were opposed to extra money to State Street lost races. The total tax base comes from the downtown. I mean it's like ten percent of the total an enormous and amount in this little area. So you gotta remember that kind of stuff too. You gotta 
protect that. And as you like to say, Susan, too, downtown is where we gather. Right. It's where we make decisions. It, is. it involves us all, even if, like me, I live out by Monona Drive in the Lake Edge neighborhood in Madison. You live on which side, Susan? Uh, near West Side. Near West near Side. Hillville. Phil's on the Near West Side, mm-hmm. so we're well represented there. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> the hoity-toity near West Side, as Scott likes to call it. Uh, the hoity-toity. And, uh, <laughs> but, yeah, everybody has a stake in downtown. They and do, and they need to feel it's their own because it is their own. It belongs to everyone, and we need to make sure that there's something downtown for everyone. And moving those buses off the three top three blocks, they could still be right nearby, but you'd have all that space for, for people. people. Yes, and some people say, well, there's people on the bus. Well, okay, they'll just be around the corner. And you know what I'm already seeing? I know you said you run up um, State Street. Uh, you jog up State Street, and I ride my back up State Street. It's more just, of a jog than a run. Okay. For it's Phil. definitely a jog, okay. and I do it down State Street because I don't oh, like hills. Oh, down State Street. <laughs> okay. I ride my bike up State Street just about every day, except not always every Saturday and Sunday. And I'm telling you, people, the users, are already taking over that street. Mm-hmm. I see it more and more. They're not paying attention for any cars or even bikers or whatever. They want that space. It's busy maybe. at the bottom of State Street. It's really, really busy. Maybe this is a good way for Madison, like a good Madison way to, to, to really push the pedestrian mall. Maybe we should encourage people to disobey traffic laws and just <laughs> walk in the middle of State Street. Guess I mean, what they do. I mean, if there's three ladies riding bikes down State Street, how fast can a BRT bus go? They're really big. And, I, and riding my bike up State Street, I don't want to be competing with a BRT. And it would be a lot <laughs> better of an experience without those curbs. Yes. You know, I've tried to explain to people Pearl Street. It's more like a park. It, it, it is. The, where you walk kind of winds around. It is. There's trees. There's right. big trees. Right. There's public right. art. There's buskers who have a dedicated little spot right. for them to go. It's much more of an urban experience than just this river of right. a cement street. Right. And in any place, I would think Madison would want to get rid of all this cement and create a park. <laughs> right. I think that's one of the best arguments for doing this. And what a great place for public art. I mean, you said art. And yeah. look at what's already been done to Lisa Lang Peace Park. I mean, that was a terrible place. And look at that. It was redone. It's a beautiful place. Great place for Maybe people to Maybe if we could out. get it going down there on the bottom of state, we can uh-huh. extend uh-huh. it. Uh-huh. And I think all of us agree that really good mass transit is definitely a part of a six i mean a, a pedestrian mall on state street without access to mass transit or, or that if the brt mm-hmm. completely avoided the state street area that'd be bad for a pedestrian mall i think we definitely want oh, yeah. a a bus stop that stops on the pedestrian mall but maybe just crosses it as opposed to stop it's the, right. instead of going down it and, and taking up the space designed for pedestrians i mean i i when I initially thought saw the BRT and I was like, you know, it'd be really great if we could do a pedestrian mall on State Street and then at the corner of Johnson and State and the corner of Gorham and State, build palaces to BRT, you know, like these giant bus stops that would be at the at the bottom of the – in the middle of the road at the bottom that like you just walk down State Street and hop mm-hmm. on your bus and get to the other side of town. That'd be awesome. I think transit is definitely an integral part of – of this discussion when it comes to State Street, but they don't have to be mutually exclusive, you know? I think you're right. And if you've been to Pearl Street, you know they've done that, similar stuff. They've got these smaller buses. And, of course, they've got uh, – their university isn't as close. And they've got those little buses on the side of the mall that you can just hop on and 
get somewhere else. Like you're just kind of describing, Phil. Yeah, I mean, Boulder is a good example for what what their what their um, pedestrian mall is, but it's not it's not the best comparison to Madison. First of all, it's a lot smaller. Yeah. It is. Uh, it, second of all, the university is nowhere near Pearl Street area, nope. um, and right. so there isn't as much uh, natural energy downtown. I mean, the pedestrian mall sort of generates all the energy that exists downtown. Madison's got a lot of natural energy. I think a pedestrian mall would just enhance it. But Baltimore also doesn't need a mass transit system to get people from one side of town quickly to the other because it's not that big a city. Yeah. One reason we cite Boulder is they have snow and winter. And we have and, snow. And what that shows is you can have an outdoor pedestrian mall that succeeds with winter. Yeah, exactly. And one of the things that the report, I believe it was DMI's report that it cited, showed that those pedestrian malls that do work well usually are near a campus, near water. Mm-hmm. And in our case, we're not just near a campus, we're near a state capital. And, and unlike just about any other city, we have six to eight blocks of space and a street for fun between a state capital and a major university, one of the largest in the country. And that's a big opportunity. It's an incredible opportunity that Madison has squandered for much too long and, and continues to squander. Uh, and, and I think there's a lack of vision in leadership right now that's keeping people from really imagining what Madison could truly be. I mean, what if what if what if we thought big about the future of Madison? I mean, we know that retail isn't going to be the same way it ever was. Retail, you know, if if a, a thriving downtown is going to need what you called experiences, you know, it needs to be an experience-based center for it to be a thriving area. And the businesses that are still there provide an experience. Yes, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, mm-hmm. but what if there was what if there was pedestrian mall all around the Capitol Square too? I mean, what if we right. what if it was like Europe and there was this giant right. um, you know, uh, place for people to walk that's for people, human scaled and not just for cars. Right. I mean, you know, one of the biggest knocks in America is everything's car scaled and State Street doesn't have to be that way. We're different. We're special in Madison. Now, the mayor seems to think, let's just talk about why people don't want to do the mall. The mayor seems to think that she needs it going down State Street so that people see it, so that people appreciate it and can quickly jump on and that it's faster. So they can take this BRT down to the Nutcracker and the Overture Center, right? <laughs> but as we've pointed out in umpteen editorials, you could just have it right around the corner. It'd be just it's as – right around the corner. And, and Plus, fil- it's bigger than State Street. As you know, you and I have talked about yeah. this, Scott. It is uh, – well, with both of you – this BRT is bigger than just State Street. This is the beginning of the spine of a transportation system for the greater Madison area. Mm-hmm. You can even say um, parts of and also including parts of long term of Dane County. And that's what the greater Denver area has done. That's what Portland has done. And they got on they got on top of that back in the 70s because they created regional transit authorities and they had funds to do that. And then they gradually built it out. And so you and and we did that work back in 2011 and and knowing that you need to begin with the spine and the spine is this BRT these BRT routes that go from one end of the city to the other. I mean, the ma- mm-hmm. one of the main ones is going to go down University to Middleton. Yep. I mean, so it's more than just downtown. And yes, every all streets are going to end up going downtown just because people like to go downtown. You got to have places. I mean, you got to have transportation system where people want to go. But but it's the beginning of the spine, and then you build off of that with shuttles and 
B-cycles right now, which is awesome, and, um, and of course, walking. And so pedestrian stuff is really important. So And even park and rides, you know, all of that. Good transportation systems allow you to have a mall like we should have. Another thing we hear sometimes is, well, pedestrian malls haven't worked in other cities. Which is true. Which is true about a lot uh-huh. of cities. A lot of that goes back decades, though, when downtowns of, you, were kind of desperate uh, to do something and try anything. You're right. You're right. And a lot of them didn't have a state capital and university. You're right. right. And a lot of them didn't already have all the traffic off of the street. (laughs) Right. And a crowd to begin with. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, what what State Street has going for it is that everyone, if if you've ever been to State Street, you know how to get to State Street because you can't park on State Street. One of those, Mm -hmm. one of the things that killed all those urban malls back in the day was that all of a sudden, Businesses had no parking to, to access them anymore. Yeah. And that's not no, a problem Madison, right. Madison has. We also have, you know, 40,000 people who live on campus who need to walk places. And mm-hmm. are going to walk on State Street, whether it's pedestrian mall or not. And we You're have right. way more people living downtown now, not just now because of living. Epic, but that's a big part of it. But, um, boy, there's still buildings going up all oh, the time. all mm-hmm. over the place. And, a lot and of those, it's not going to stop. And a lot of those people don't even want cars. They we, they say that yeah. So one of the reasons they the want to move downtown, they said, I just I don't I maybe want to have one car, but I want to be able to walk everywhere. Yeah, there was going to be a boutique hotel on State Street, and it oh, didn't yeah. happen. But we talked to those guys about their plans, and I remember I was perplexed. They were going to have basically no parking. I think they said they're going to have like maybe ten stalls or something like that, uh-huh. and then. If they needed yeah, some, they were right. going to valet. They were going to valet. They were going to valet in a city lot next door. In a city lot. They were they were, gonna, there was no parking plan for the hotel. Probably in that large State Street ramp. I was very skeptical of that and drilled down on that with them. And they were able to show data uh-huh. from their other hotel, uh-huh. which I think was out in the West Coast, maybe Seattle, uh-huh. that they had a hotel so. like that now. And they had the average parking use, and it was way down. They were hardly needed any parking. Uh-huh. So, I mean, there is – Less need for cars on such prominent streets. Yeah, and that's a good thing. Do you know there's lots of apartments and condos, but mainly apartments, that don't provide any any parking at all? I can tell you about that. They built one over on, what is that, on Webster? It's like there was no parking, Mm -hmm. and the place stays full. And I think the streetery, as far as cafes go, Uh uh, I love eating outside in Madison. Uh Uh-huh. Uh, the alfresco dining, I think the streetery just proves the popularity of that. Oh, I know. Um, I know. So what else What else have we heard that why people don't want to do this? Other than it would supposedly hurt the bus traffic and pedestrian malls haven't worked. It's not fair to disabled people. We have heard that. I get that. So then you do something about that. It's, that isn't something that's not solvable. Yeah, and I'm not even sure I get it because uh, if you stop no. on one corner rather than the other corner, right? why is one more convenient than the and other? And if the curbs are off, state, off it's the better. street, it's even better. Yeah. Right. What else have we heard? I think the mayor would tell you that this route down State Street is the most efficient way to get from one side of the isthmus to the other side of the isthmus. And she might be right about that. But – you know, it feels like in this BRT planning process, 
everything there is no you know when usually when you're planning something for a city you you weigh factors you know like what's best for transit versus what's best for people versus what's best for businesses downtown and it seems like there was no weighing of what do the people want and what do businesses want downtown and how do we work with those it was just like what is the most efficient way to get from point A to point B through the isthmus and what's going to look best on a postcard I think when the four former mayors who are still alive and they wrote a column for us saying take the BRT buses off of State Street. Mm -hmm. They talked about potentially losing two minutes of time for the BRT. Mm -hmm. Now, I don't know what that's all based on, but four of them are pretty smart. So that's possible. I still think you get a 60-foot bus making that hairpin turn on State Street. I don't know how you don't slow that down. And, And if you have people who are used to walking on State Street how does that make it fast to go through a pedestrian mall where people are walking? I think the buses will have to be careful and go right. slow so they don't run anybody over. Have you have you seen these BRTs? Have you I've seen only them? seen them in pictures. Yeah, and I've I've been but they're to long. I no, I've been to cities that have them and it's like both my husband and I went, Oh, I don't know if I want to compete with that on my bike. <laughs> you know, it's And they're gonna big. be coming they're often. Big and they're they're really long. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and that's and that's good because oh, they're supposed to. Oh, that's really good because they're, they're carrying a lot, carry of people, a lot of people, and they so go fast. I don't, I don't, right, I don't, right. I don't faster. That doesn't bug faster. me the size of them. We want, I want to move as many people as possible as uh-huh. quickly as possible to the isthmus. And but the size on. And that's great. and that's necessary, but um, right. yeah, I, yeah, I'm just not sure State Street's the best place for that's them. Right. We also hear, oh, well, you don't care about bus traffic, and you don't want those kind of people... Oh, I hate that argument. ...coming down don't to State Street, do you? hate it? I, when, when I was at DMI, I hope the people listening don't mind. When I was at DMI, I would be asked at different service clubs, Rotary Clubs, Kiwanis Clubs, to come in and talk about downtown and how things are. And, and people always wanted to hear about um, parking and traffic, and and then they would always talk about those people on buses, and then I would just nicely raise my hand, say, "I ride the bus when I'm not on my bike," and they went, "You do? Well, isn't it scary?" Nope. It and you know what? When I get on in the morning, it's filled and everybody looks just like me. Okay. So there you go. It's a lot of commuters that it's are on commuters. those buses. People are taking buses. And the data show, you know, when you take a look at, at the research, is um, if you add, because these, uh, the BRTs are pretty slick. They're pretty cool. They're different. Mm-hmm. They are different. And um, to get a certain amount of percentage of people on buses, it taps out at a certain point. Okay, and to get more of the public on buses, you got to have something a little, I don't know, more efficient, sexier, whatever you want to call it. BRTs are that. It will just, it will get more people using public transportation. And yeah, they got the Wi-Fi and all that kind of stuff going, and which is good. That's an excellent point, and that's exactly pokes a hole in the mayor's point of we don't want those people on State Street because the BRT is not designed to be. The, the wagon for the poor, impoverished people of Madison. It's designed to get more people who drive cars, middle upper middle class white people, to ride the bus. And the existing people who are taking the bus, and by the way, Phil and I have had been avid bus riders. I used to take the 16 from the east side to the south transfer point and then over here to I used to, I, I used to, to Fish walk Hatch. 20 minutes to catch the four in front of the McDonald's at Region and Mills Street. Yeah. Oh, you did. Yeah. Okay. The pandemic kind of quashed our use of that. 
but um, we know how long the buses take. Uh -huh. And yeah. having a more efficient right. bus, oh, not yeah. just the BRT, but as you say, Susan, the spine oh, is going to help cool. everybody. But I think people using the bus now, because let's say they can't afford a car, they're right. still going to be able to use it. And they're going to be of able course. to get there just as fast. Of course. Faster, probably. Yeah. Of course. I just don't buy this whole no. equity no. argument. I don't, I don't either, because the BRT is going to be for everyone. For everyone. And as Mad Lit shows, Rob Dees was the guy pushing that downtown. Mm -hmm. the, that was with the specific point of highlighting musicians of color, business people of sure. color in kiosks, and getting more people downtown to make downtown Thank more you. for everybody. Because Thank you. Because that is You're a complaint right. of lots of people of people of color in Madison is that station doesn't necessarily feel like it's a welcoming place to them. And a lot yeah. of places downtown don't it. feel like they're welcoming to people of color. And I think... You know, I, I'm not sure, but I mean, I think a pedestrian mall is part of a solution to that and making and opening too. up opportunities for everyone in Madison to better enjoy like downtown. That, like that Friday, Madlet. Okay. It was so diverse every Friday night. It was as, it was as diverse as Dane Dances. And we often hear, well, which is cool. You guys are just want to cater to the business people down there who are rich. That's what you're, that's why you want them all. The rich, yeah. business, the rich business owners of State Street. <laughs> Yeah, why don't you go ask them how rich they are? Not only that, <laughs> but a pedestrian mall creates more space for small-time business people yeah, and does. startups because you can have these right. little kiosks or little spaces. Like, I mean, exactly like you see in East Town or West Town Mall. Yeah. There's little kiosks. Well, now they've got those pop-ups now they're doing on State Street. Yeah. And that is awesome. Yeah. And did you notice? I mean, I mean, I've read it in the paper, you know, in the pictures. <laughs> I mean, they're minorities, and uh, young people, and they're able to, and they're doing it. They're not making a million dollars, but hopefully they can they can make enough money. And they just, they want to be on State Street. And the Pearl Street people have told me they have a very high local business residency rate. Yeah. All right, well, we've talked it up. It's, <laughs> the dream is still alive have, despite this vote. Yeah, I've yammered my face off. <laughs> we'll see what happens uh, this spring. We'll see what happens in the mayoral elections. Even with that bus route going down the top of State Street, um, we learned at this recent city meeting it wouldn't take that much to move those stations off. Yeah, what was off. it, 200000 It was 200000 I know. That was a, you each, asked that question, didn't in, you? That was good. I think Tag asked at the meeting. Tag Evers, not to be confused with Evers. And then Tag does kind of look like you because you're both aging rock stars. <laughs> I think Tag is more than I am. Uh, <laughs> more aging rock star than you are? <laughs> uh, yeah, more rock star and slightly he more aging. He would laugh aging. to hear yeah. you guys what talking What was Tag's like best line in his endorsement meeting was that, you know, how are you going to work on city council is like, well, I've worked with a lot of rock stars who are difficult people to deal with. <laughs> That's a good point. Uh, and Tag, by the way, voted for this study. Yes. Uh -huh. which, was a, which surprised me, and I was, good, uh, I was glad to see that. You know, uh -huh. uh, actually more alders voted for it than against it, which is, uh, yeah, you know, they, so this isn't, I don't think the issue is going it, away. It, it came down to the to the Juliana, is it Juliana Bennett for the student alder who sort of hemmed Hemming and hawed and, yeah. and kind of flipped her vote at the last second to oppose the and study. And then someone was absent. Jail Curry, mm -hmm. yeah, was absent, but it doesn't mm -hmm. appear she's demanding, and, demanding that re the revote occur. Mm -hmm. We'll see, but I, I think we'll continue on. Uh, Susan uh, George Austin says this was being talked about a half a century ago. Uh huh. He's right. So this isn't, you know, so that's another thing. Oh, state journals pushing this. Mm -mm. No, 
No. We're we're just jumping on the train uh, decades a- after it's been there, trying to get it to the finish line, and hopefully, eventually, we do. Yeah, My dad talked about this. My dad would be a hundred if he was still living. So, and he talked about it, and I was listening to him talk about it when I was about. 20 years old, so that would be like 50 years ago. So 25 years ago. Uh-huh. But when yeah. you were 20, <laughs> yeah. but when you were 20, Susan, you didn't get to go to the Empire Brewery, right? That was gone. No, that, no, I didn't. But I, I always, um, because it was, I grew up in the 50s and 60s, and I always took, um, when I got that freedom old enough to, I, um, I took a bus downtown. Always, always rode a bus. And those old yellow ones you see in the pictures and stuff. But that's what, that's also at a time that the street and the square was just vibrant. I mean, that was post World War II, and you know the economy was good and everything else. And and there were there were businesses all around the square and state. Well, there there was no place else to shop. Montgomery Ward's was there, and you know Panties was there, and you know, so it was just different. Ben Franklin, Woolworths. All of all those old names that are gone. <laughs> you can't see it on the podcast, but I wore yeah. a sport coat to try and impress Susan today. Very professorial. I know. Be- I know, and I was very impressed. Because you spent years as a clothier. I as did. A, a, a selling oh. men's suits and stuff like that. I, I know did. this isn't as nice as the kind of stuff that you would sell, no, but no, I want to nice. I want to try and jazz it up here because I'm trying to impress company. Basically. All right, so let's say we're back at your store, Susan, and he had just put this coat on from the rack. Would you have said, ooh, yeah, or would you say... Uh, let me show you something else. No, I think it fits his personality, and I—that's the kind of salesperson I was. You wanted to fit somebody's personality and make the sale. And then, and if you <laughs> didn't have the vest, I would have suggested. Know, he's got a very handsome vest on. I would have suggested huh. a vest. Oh, well, thank you. Yes, because that looks really nice. How about the swimming suit? Isn't that a little off? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Especially <laughs> the Hawaiian the themed jammers yeah. underneath the vest and the peach and the Grateful Dead socks and no. the Grateful Dead socks. No. He's, a, he's a big deadhead. Yes, yeah. awesome. knew that. Yeah. Are you deadhead? No, not me. No, I am. one hand of discussion. One's enough. Our theme music is by Tube Tester.